Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ladies and gentle fans, the wait is over. After almost two-thirds of a calendar year, Patriots football is back. Yeah, except it's just in a very moderated sort of boring pretend form but patriots football is indeed back and here to tell you all about it are your friends nick fitzy stevens and andy jumbo hart on the latest and greatest edition of six rings and football things brought to you by weei odyssey and 2400 sports that's right andy alongside our new beat writer extraordinaire mike cadlick have been down in foxborough experiencing the 12 days of pats camp and what did they tell me You're going to find out now over the next 15 minutes or so as Andy brings you all of his notes, observations, analysis, perspective, and so much more. We're going to find out who's just back there with the lousy guys and who are the players on the rise, which players will be left in the dark and which guys are on the mark. Andy, when I ask you your biggest takeaway, the first thing that comes to mind from Pat's camp 2023, it is... They need to figure out the effing offensive line because right now it's, uh, I mean, they Thank do. You. So basically I could have just taken something from a podcast in April, which yeah. was our biggest fear. And now it is still the same damn issue in August on basically preseason game. Number one, Eve. Yeah. I would want, I'd like to be talking about Mac Jones and Correct. how he's advancing and how comfortable he is with Bill O'Brien. I'd like to be talking about, Oh, which one of the, receivers is going to step up and take the number one bull by the horns or which young receiver is going to surprise. I'd like to be talking about, Ooh, tight end tandems. Where does this one rank with Hunter Henry and Mike Kosicki, blah, blah. You can't talk about any of that until you figure out the effing offensive line. And I'm just going to keep saying the effing offensive line because they're effing offensive right now. And I, 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 I that's a, that's a shirt. That's a hashtag. You know what? As, as we've adopted all of our mantras here on the six rings, of course, we've said the big C word, competent, competitive. I have called the battle for right tackle, uh, the bum fight or the hobo rumble. And at this point now, it seems like that virus has spread straight across the entire line. Save David Andrews, though. He did seem to have some managed time as well. I don't know if he's a little dinged up. I don't know if age is catching up to the bear or if they're just load managing because they need at least a capable starter come September 10th when they face the ferocious Philadelphia Eagles pass rush, which, of course, was the best in football. Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. They had the most sacks in the history of the NFL last season. I'm sure that'll go well week one. Um, But you know who's not worried? Trent Brown. We spoke with Trent Brown this week, and he said he's injured, first of all. 
Mm-hmm. Except he's did in he, full did pads. He, did he point on the yes. giant human nope. being where he's dinged up? Where did the man hurt you? <laughs> point to me on you. Show me on the Goliath where it hurts. Um, he laughed off the idea that it's contract related in terms of his participation being lacking. Um, he's been on the field of late in full pads, in helmet, not doing much. Then he kind of ran a bunch of scout team plays late in practice on Tuesday off cards. I, I don't know what to make of the Trent Brown situation, but he said he's not worried that everybody's missing and they're not getting reps. And that's fine for him to say that. And maybe he even believes that. I think he used the word plug and play. They'll be plug and play ready because they hang out together off the field or something. I didn't even, it, it made no sense. And I can tell you, Dante Scarnecchia put a premium on continuity and reps and five guys thinking as one, moving as one, doing as one, and you don't have that. I don't know if when you get – and you should get these guys out there. You should get Trent Brown out there. You should get Cole Strange back out there. You should get David Andrews out there with him. You should get Mike Onwenu. You should find somebody who will play right tackle out of the rest of the massive mix. But – are they good enough? I don't know. When does that come? Is that next week, the week after? Is it piecemeal sort of each week along the way? And until you get that, to me, that's the story. And, you know, I wrote one of those little double entendre column lines the other day that the season and Mac Jones future is on the line. Get it on the line. Literally oh, 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 oh. If I'm if I may, I see what you did there. And you know what? I kind of like it. Because uh, as I say one and many a times, this isn't an offensive line. This is an offensive line. It truly is. And again, maybe this is, and I tell you this all the time, we get caught up in this recency bias or the urgency, the moment, the training camp. Oh, I've watched three practices in a row and it feels like I've watched so much. And you're like, wait a minute. They still got like a month till they play a football game. A lot could happen positive on the offensive mm-hmm. line now and then they get back, blah, blah, blah. And that may happen. Um, I don't feel great about it. I will. Uh, I continue to say, though, they're a house of cards that's yet to be built. I think when they're built, they're going to be a house of cards. But right now, they're a pile of cards just lying on the table waiting for somebody to build the house of cards that will then cave in later when the wind blows. Um, but yes, that's your first and foremost. And I actually think that has to be maybe a consideration. I don't know whether they would have played Mac Jones in the first preseason game or not, but the, the ineptitude of the offensive line on the practice field, you can't throw them on a game field in that situation. So the story right now is the offensive line. Mac Jones has been making steady progress, looking sharp, looking game ready, definitely improving on his 2022, reconnecting to 2021, hive-minding with Bill O'Brien. We all believe, I think we are all residents of, or at least visitors to Mac Island, as we like to say on the radio station, And there will be progress made this season, provided he can both A, stand upright, and B, have enough time to throw a football in a forward capacity. And I would like to remind everybody who freaked out, retweeted, sorry, reposted all the clips of uh, Gesicki catching this touchdown, and what a play by Pop Douglas. Half of those times, someone had already made it in and tapped Mac Jones or tapped Bailey Zappi. What that means is I've come to learn now going down and hanging out with the media hillbilly gang is that when those guys are tapped, that's a sack. So Mac Jones would not have gotten off half these passes. Bailey Zappi wouldn't have had time to find Kayshawn Booty in the back of the end zone for one of these amazing training camp grabs that he's made. So this isn't just a priority. This isn't just a problem. This is the issue. We prioritized on six rings and football things leading into the draft. 
that they needed a corner, a wide receiver, and a tackle. And I believed tackle was priority number one. And Andy, we did not want to be the soothsayers of Foxborough future. But at this point, I believe we're right. And they need to basically get to work on this. I know also you can't win or lose an entire NFL season based on three pretend games. I mean, you can lose it if you have make stupid plays and you get people killed or or injured. But uh, it is the preseason. And they do have some time to hopefully work these things out. I'd like to remind the entire listening audience once again that Six Rings and Football Things is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel Sportsbook, make every moment more. And if you visit FanDuel.com slash Six Rings, you can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. How do you like that? Stay tuned to the end of the podcast where Andy and I will give you our bet of the week on the first preseason game, Texans at Patriots. Okay, Andy, so the offensive line is the biggest concern right now after the 12 days of Pat's camp. What else stood out in either a positive light or a negative light? So in a positive light, I do think there, let's stick with the offensive side of the ball because I think that's what people care most about because it's the most questions slash hopeful uh, unit on the team. Mm -hmm. The Offense has shown significant signs, I would say, or flashes or snippets of competency, playmaking. And again, you're piecing this together around everything that's going on with the offensive line. But I think you have seen portions of the overly sensitive wide receivers who were stank, dubbed stank, 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 stank and stunk, um, making some plays. Like there was a practice where um, Kendrick Bourne dropped two straight passes like early in practice, looked awful. And I was thinking, huh. Interesting. Might want to uh, catch the ball before you get so defensive about being called stink, stank, or stunk. And then the rest of the practice, he was really good. He was making plays, catching the ball. Devontae Parker, making plays. Juju, making plays. Demario Douglas, we know the story. We, I, I think we've seen an uptick on Mike Gesicki. The catch of camp the other day, back of the end zone, double coverage, one hand, toe tapping, refs are there, toes are in, touchdown. Like all phases of the offense have flashed at some period of time. Nobody is is totally um absent Tyquan Thornton's probably the closest thing to totally absent but whatever and, and and I do wonder I do wonder if we could be looking at a situation where either Tyquan Thornton a gets the Foxborough flu and gets a little IR action Possible. to start the season off while they give uh booty a try as well if he gets traded if he gets just flat out cut I mean Bill Belichick has moved on from second round draft picks in year two before there is there's a precedent set for that uh, Duke Dawson was the last one traded him though okay but for seven um, okay he traded yeah. for a seventh round draft pick and then he went out to denver and did not much for a while and i don't i i think taekwon thornton will be here this year in some form or but fashion to what impact though i because mean because first just, of all the most overrated guy at this point is booty like he has actually taken that made um, a couple of plays i don't i don't I have a couple of plays it. over 12 days really damnedest thing 12 whole practices two hours each and day, how many of four hours a full couple, day of football and he's made a couple plays the damn how thing. many couple plays has Tyquan Thornton made a couple a couple he had a nice catch from Zappy crossing the end zone the other day he's got a couple and I will say his camp a year ago was better than Booty's camp this year for whatever that's worth we can debate the value of that um by the way Booty camp is where Andy goes to work out when he has to make weight for a good workout too makes your jeans fit nice um Um, but okay so this we'll get to this in the second half of the podcast where we're going to give out our predictions and what we think you'll see Thursday night, starting at seven o'clock at Gillette between Texans Patriots, the wide receiver room 
and who gets more playing time <clears throat> with what quarterback. Great areas of intrigue. So the wide receivers have looked good. They are operating at a crisper I said pace. Good. I said all have flat. Well, be careful. Right, can I, Don't can, turn what I said into like a bigger thing. Can I meet you at better? Um, okay. But, okay. They looked up better-ish. All right. Somewhere yeah. between okay this and better. good to add to words because it really yeah. grays it up. It, it does. They have looked better-ish. Okay-ish. Not good-ish yet. However, they've made some plays. Can I ask um, a quick question that came to me last night? So we're talking about the wide receivers being... Uh -huh. Goodish, betterish, whatever the offensive line, mm -hmm. all these various things. This is a big picture question, so sure. we can maybe touch on it here, and this may be even a topic for an, a future podcast to get like a full segment debated and whatever. How is it that a? Do you agree that the Patriots lack high end talent at most positions? Yes. Okay. How do you lack high end talent at most positions, and also seemingly lack depth at most positions? It's really not easy to do. <laughs> And, and, and am I being unfair? Trick. That's honestly the secret sauce of the Patriot way, Andy. But am I being unfair to say those two things are kind of true at a bunch of positions? Like D-line, yeah. remove D-line. I think they're locked and loaded. Safety, okay. you have some depth there. Pretty good. Like, yeah. But we're talking about cornerback, offensive line slash tackle. Do you really believe tight end, cornerback running. doesn't have depth right now? Yeah, I believe it's, it does not have depth, no. Gonzalez, Jack Jones, John Jones, Miles. John Bryant, Jones not on the field, which hurts you already. He's missed five days in a row, four straight practices. John that's Jones not has load been? management. Oh yeah, that's not load management. That's dealing with something. So that's and an that's, issue. And that's well, maybe his feelings were hurt after the Mike Cadlick digital imbroglio. Stating of the truth. Yeah, these sensey sensey patriots who apparently Google. I mean, not uh, like. We, now we need you. You get a T-shirt that says the effing offensive line, and I'll get a T-shirt that says stop lying to the people. I mean, how soft have these players gone? And as you would write it with a W. Yeah, yeah, S-A-W-F-T. Yeah. So Might be the only W they get all year. Oh, my God. You heard it. Mark it down. 13 minutes in. Andy comes out and even is writing it down right now. You can't if you're not watching on YouTube. Uh, I don't think the depth is as great a concern at the cornerback position as of yet. Maybe they'll just end up throwing Bolden and Speed at the corner at the at at the corners in the preseason game so, to see if either whoa, whoa, whoa. these guys can stick around. So you're describing cornerback depth. You have one guy who's never played in the National Football League. Your number two talent. guy has two starts in the National Football League mm -hmm. and might be going to the pokey if things go sideways in his legal life. Awesome. Um, and you're counting on two late-round draft picks who've never stepped on an NFL field, Like, and you don't think they have a lack of depth at cornerback? It doesn't concern me as much thanks to the safety play and the rest of the defense as much as everything that concerns me on the offensive line. Oh, you're right. If they get 172 sacks this year and get in the backfield in 1.1 second every play, the corners will be fine. That'd be great. That'd be great. Are you just now? Hey, listen, now that Trey Flowers is back, I mean, anything is possible. Do you, uh, real quick, just for the people, do you think, uh, and we don't want to lie to the people, do you think Trey Flowers makes the team? I never lie to the people, and I think Trey Flowers has little to no chance of making the team. Now, Yes. That South Coast internet is betraying Andy once again. The Andy, hell happened? I was going to say the Patriots tapped in and they were they didn't like that opinion. They Trey Flowers it. didn't like that comment. I know. Wow. He thumb vote down. Um, you were you were saying about Trey Flowers? Yeah, I don't think he has much of a shot to make the roster. He has the unfortunate um, luck or whatever happenstance of that's 
one of the deepest spots on the team. They're might loaded on one of the might be yeah. the best spot on the yeah, team. Yeah, it might is. You're right. It's not one of because there's not very many spots that are beating loaded. Beating out Dietrich and Matt Judon, who now has his money and is happier than ever, and Josh Uche, who looked great during camp, and also Keon White, who is just a absolute ent, the absolute game wrecker. I mean, yeah, granted, I he's still he's still made no plays yet on the season, so he's never played in a professional game. We will temper our expectations. Wait, why doesn't do he get credit? Wait, you think all these corners who've never played are going to be fine, but why doesn't he get to be fine? I, I said Christian Gonzalez is a high-round pick, but we don't know what he's going to be like just yet. I said you may be seeing Speed and Bolden thrown to the Wolves in the second half of the Texans game just to see if these guys can hold up, make a play, or provide any sort of value and depth. That's what but I said. Yet, yet there's plenty of depth at corner. There's a good, uh, it doesn't concern me as much as the other spot. Talk to me in a week. I don't see that to be nearly the house of cards that the offensive line is. If well, we're they won't be challenged either. They probably don't need corners to go against, I don't know, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Smith, Wilson and Tyreek Hill. Um, C.D. Lam- Lamb. Yeah, they, I mean, they'll be fine. You're right. No, they'll be fine. What am I talking about? They'll be about? fine. They'll be fine. Ridiculous. I mean, they cupcake, cupcake schedule. What are we talking here? Hey, a graveyard. 17-0. Seven, But John, if John Jones is healthy, Jack Jones is on the outside. Marcus Jones can hang in. Christian Gonzalez looks like a pro a couple games in. And I do expect him to take his lumps, his nicks, his bumps, and gets his get his burns along the way. Believe me. That's I right. mean, this all explains why. We haven't even talked about this yet. Now we know why the Patriots tried to acquire Steph Gilmore this offseason. And we're actually beat out by the Cowboys, which means Belichick once again misread the market and put in too cheap of an offer to help get Gilmore off of the Colts and back in Foxborough because ultimately he went to the Cowboys for a fifth. How do you know we shouldn't blame Matt Groh? He's the one who said, quote, I've been spending the money around here for two years. Okay, we can blame Matt Groh and Bill Belichick. Don't you think if Matt Groh says to Belichick or vice versa, hey, what do you think about going back and getting Gilmore? Great, let's do it. What do you want to offer? They have to agree on a sixth. I'm sure Matt Groh just doesn't go, uh, Hey, Bill, don't worry about it. You can go take your nap. It's fine. You go back to your Canasta game. I'll I'll, I'll get the deal done. I'll let you know when we got him. If Matt Groh alone is like, I'm going to offer a sixth, and he gets beat by the Cowboys for a fifth, that's a pockmark on a record that I thought was trending more positively than negative over the last couple of years. Yeah, my guess is Bill's involved. Yeah. Pretty sure he'd have- like, hey, Bill, remember that, uh, that 14th pick? I got Gilmore back. Bad news. We don't have a first-round pick anymore. <laughs> Wait, what? Excuse me. Uh, okay. Yeah, maybe they should have offered a little bit more for and watch Gilmore's gonna be great for Dallas this year, a team that desperately could have used him. Patriots definitely could have used that depth as well. All right. So we think Mac looks okay, but we're not probably not gonna see much of him in game one. We'll get to that in a minute. No Wide receivers are okay-ish. They've made some plays. Tight ends could potentially be good. Special teams, we clean that up a little bit with Joe Judge over the course of the 12 days of Pat's camp. Oh, absolutely. There's no problems on special teams. They have a crap ton of special teamers. Too many. Way too many right. special teamers. They and can't they keep them all. they spent a crap ton of money in the offseason on them. Yeah, yeah. They've invested, but they're going to be better on special teams. I mean, the I've told you this from day one. The most physically impressive and exciting player on the football field for the Patriots is rookie punter Bryce Beringer. Everybody agrees with me. People are starting to like come to my side of the fence here. Eyes, eyes are just like, Whoa, like when he kicks in the air. He's got majestic balls, as Paul Perillo likes to say. 
at least you attributed it to Paul Perillo and didn't have to own that one or wear that the rest of the podcast. Nope. nope. Old majestic balls himself out there. And Ryland away. too, by the way. Chad Ryland has looked good kicking the the football Michigan as well. State. So no, he's got a big I think old you're going to have yeah. two. You're going to, I mean, certainly the punting job is Beringer's. And I think yep. the kicking job, if I had to guess now, um, I think there's a good chance that you just cut Waitman. So you go with Beringer as your punter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you keep Ryland as your kicker. Maybe Nick Folk has like, oh, you know, that groin injury that popped up on August 27th. We better put you on IR with that for three weeks or whatever it is, just to make sure Ryland doesn't poop himself when he gets in an NFL can handle game. himself in September when every three points is going to matter. Yeah. A lot. But I, I think there's a chance of maybe that happening, but yeah, certainly. And then the coverage guys, you have the, what the hell is his Slater name? Slater and Schooler, Cody Davis. No, the new guy, Heurig, Helig, something. Uh, oh, he's Heelig. an undrafted Jordan linebacker. Heelig. Yeah. He's on the, um, Brendan Schooler plan of just hang out with Matthew Slater and do all his tricks Could and drills. Could he and all be that. the next Udfa to make it and not Malik Cunningham? But they did give Cunningham two hundred grand already. Yeah, I don't think Cunningham's making the roster. I think he'll be on wow. the wow. Yeah, there I don't it think is. Makes the roster. You don't think he makes the roster? Nope. nope. I don't. Wow. I think you'll be on. That's the why you're going to see him potentially a lot on Thursday night, which is what we should get to next. All right, so there it is, folks. Mac Jones looks okay. Probably won't see him. Quarterback play moving around. Bill O'Brien impact being felt. Hurrah to the tight ends. <laughs> to stink, stank, stunk at the white re- wide receiver position. Oh, God. On the offensive line. D-line, rock solid. Linebackers, uh, we haven't talked about them in years. Why start now? The cornerbacks, the new house of cards. And the safety position is just that. The safety valve. Of Ooh, the real D-line. quick. Safety yes. position. Um, safety position looking more and more. There's some evidence that it could be the area of the surprise cut. I know friend Paul Perillo on our preseason uh, preview podcast said he Adrian Phillips would be a surprise cut. That would Adrian, bum me out. It would bum me out, too. But Adrian Phillips and Jalen Mills get a lot of reps with a group that doesn't include some of the better players. Because I don't know if you heard, but Bill's been pissy about the way media members have been reporting things and not reading the oh. rules that are on the back of the roster. You about don't say. But um, yeah, Jalen Mills and Adrian Phillips, interesting reps. Let's just say interesting reps, which I got to tell you, I think if they cut Jalen Mills, it's one of the dumbest moves they could make because of his versatility. They don't have a quarterback for God's sakes. Exactly. So, but I'm just reading the uh, tea leaves that are on the practice field. Maybe it's too early to really do that, but just something to keep an eye on that. Maybe the safety position becomes the most likely area of the surprise cut or cuts. With an S. That would be to me absolutely bananas to move on from a guy like Mills who can play cornerback and has now shifted over to safety in place of Devin McCourty, Adrian Phillips, all around defensive stalwart who's never in the wrong position at the wrong time. I get it. Duggar contract year. He's going to ball out. He's going to show up, show out. Marte Mapu, Sky could potentially be the limit for this kid. And we all think Julius Peppers is going to take a step up from where he was last year. What what the holy hell depth at, at an integral position like that against the aerial attack that you'll be facing all season long from the AFC would lead them to make those cuts? I don't know, Andy. I just want to say right now on the record and for the people, that would be a mistake. I agree. That would be an absolute mistake. We shall see. Don't forget, Mike Cadlick, after the first preseason game, We'll be hosting the post-game shows once we get into the regular season. After the first preseason game, Mike Cadlick will have his next roster projection. And soon, that's right, soon Andy will have his ranking 1 through 90. 
the Patriots players ranked from the most talented all the way down to the least talented. Basically, it's going to be Matt Judon, Bryce Barringer, and so we can't Are wait. You sure? To that is you sure. Mm. Ooh, you never know. Ooh, you never know. In this market, we call that a tease. Mm-hmm. Good job, Andy. Thank you very much, my friend. Don't forget, Six Rings of Football Things is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. Stick around to the end of the pod where we will have our FanDuel Sportsbook bet of the week on the preseason game, Texans at Patriots. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, now we preview the first preseason game for your New England Patriots 2023. Ah, the excitement, the electricity we expect tomorrow night at the stadium with the new lighthouse, the fancy beer hall, and of course, North America's largest single panel television, which will be horrifyingly displaying my nose, face, chin, and everything else in 10K tomorrow night. We don't I even have fine. depth in in-game presentation. We don't have high-end players in in-game presentation. Marries with the what roster. What are you talking about? We got a Fitzy. How dare you? I do a fantastic job giving away JetBlue tickets and Dom stick tip sandwiches. The, oh, the contestants God. that they pull from the crowd could use a little more. <laughs> oh, we're ripping the contestants now? Well, I mean, it's not easy. These are your people. I know. So you might be now and again. It'd be be nice sometimes, you know, if they. If your people were smarter. (laughs) If they didn't freeze up in the moment and they were like, ah, ah, like name a player who wore 12. Uh, Okay. All right. Looks like it's a Lawrence guy autograph football for you. Thanks so much. They give away a lot of those around there. Hopefully they have a few more of those in stock for the season. All right. Enough about that. We're excited to see the stadium. The weather looks good. Preseason game number one. Obviously, there'll be a lot to look at league-wide. Rookies, potential stars making debuts all over various football channels and outlets. But we'll be locked in on Texans at Patriots. And, of course, at Patriots.com, we'll want to check out a little bit of that uh, McCordy twin cast where they're going to basically be doing a Manning cast, but it's going to be the twin brothers Jason and Devin McCordy. Devin McCordy, of course, knocking out his debut last week in the hall of fame game representing Pat's nation. And of course the national broadcasting company, uh, busting Revis's balls, talking about winning a super bowl with the Patriots, even though he was recognized there as a jet making the hall of fame. Andy, what are the people going to see on Thursday night? Aside from a messy football game and probably not a lot of points or completed passes. Well, I mean, Bill Belichick said it, the players with less experience are going to get more playing time. And I mean, that's in general, um, so That's the rule. I, I do think you're going to see Malik Cunningham a pretty good amount at quarterback. Uh, Bailey Zappi will start. So you're going to get Bailey yep. Zappi with the first offense that's out there that yep. night. And how much first Nathan. offense? I mean, do we see like two carries for Ramondre? Do we see no, Parker and Bourne? No, I don't think you'll see a lot of those guys. I think there'll be a good chunk of guys that will not be, um, involved in the game. Ramondre, Mac Jones, the bulk of your offensive line, your probably top few receivers, 
Um, I think there would, I think there's going to be guys you, I think you're going to see a lot of Kevin Harris and Pierre strong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, they only really have Kevin Harris, Pierre strong and JJ Taylor. So it's Ty Montgomery is still the elf on the shelf. Yes, you will. I don't think you'll see Ty Montgomery. Um, and plus, I don't know whether he's a receiver or running back, whatever anymore. Some, some of that. So if let's just start there. Kevin Harris is the guy I'm most looking forward to seeing. Absolutely. And probably not fair. His offensive line may stink. We've been talking about the stinky offensive mm-hmm. line. Hell, I mean, you're, you're making Jeremiah Farms play both ways in practices, basically. A big undrafted defensive lineman who, you know, Bill Murray, you know, we're going down that yeah. road again. We need offensive linemen. Um, Cody Russi, he'll be heard from. He's entered Cody Russi, who was last seen getting his ass whooped by Christian Barmore, getting humped. Um, did the move, not the... Oh, the act. Okay. The move, oh, not my, the act. My, that was that was descriptive and <laughs> yes. Uh, it's hump day here. It's Wednesday. We're recording for a preview right. okay. of a Thursday All football right. game. It's hump day. Um, but no, the offensive line is going to be a mess. Kevin Harris, I need you to do what you do: break tackles, run hard. Pierre Strong, mm-hmm. show some burst, make some plays. Demario Douglas, I'm guessing people are excited to see, and I think he'll be out there making some plays. Um, but that... I think you'll see Kayshawn Booty and you'll see a bunch of oh, other yeah. guys more than you'll see Demario Douglas because uh, while it is well, not, it's almost a lock. Like Vegas wouldn't even have it on the board. Demario right. Douglas is going to make this team. Oh, I think he's going to make this team, but I'd like to DM see him do something in a competitive environment more so than just a three-quarter speed practice or seven on seven. Like, he's... wonder if you'll see him out there getting locked up by Singletary, the second-year corner who's excellent for the Texans. I'd just like to see him get some game reps to validate the practice field reps as we move forward here, and this might be an opportunity. And you got to give Bailey Zappi somebody to work with. It's not really fair to Bailey Zappi if you throw him back out behind a crappy offensive line with crappy targets and expect him to make, you know, chicken salad. Um mm-hmm. But Malik Cunningham, I do think, is going to see a good chunk of of action. Maybe a half. You might see yeah, Bailey Zappi for a couple and then Trace McSorley for the second quarter. And it wouldn't stun me if a quarter plus two quarters of, of Malik Cunningham and just see what he can do. And again, I think it could be a little ugly for the Patriots at times when you combine quarterback who hasn't played a lot of quarterback. You got or a quarterback and Trace McSorley, who's just not all that good. Um, mm-hmm. Bad offensive line receivers. That's a hodgepodge mix match bunch. Um, yep. You know, it might be interesting to keep an eye on the tight end position because Sokol, Ferkser, those kind of guys as they uh, battle. Hold on. Lumpkin. Don't forget about Lumpkin. Don't forget about Lumpkin. He, you um, won't be able to miss him. He's the slowest man on the field. Every yep. Time. But that's a position where I think you're looking for a third option and what they do in the preseason might be something worth noting as we move forward here. Um, defensive side of the ball, we we touched on it earlier. I don't have a strong feeling of Christian Gonzalez. I'd like to see him out there. I think if he's yeah. going to be your number one corner, you got to get him out there. You got to get him reps, get him up to speed. And the cornerback position is not the most injury prone. You know, it could happen, obviously. It could happen anywhere at any time. But um, for example, the open field tackling drill they've done in practice a couple times in full. Pack. I heard it's been absolutely ferocious. I mean, they had guys wrapping up and twisting the knees of Ramondre Stevenson. And I'm like, what, what, what are, are we doing? doing? Like what? Literally, what are we doing here? If so, he goes down, there's your season, folks. Over. We'll see you next fall. Over. O-V-A-H. Over is your and I, season. And also, Andy, it's a good point about how you're going to see a lot of Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong Jr. Because. For those wondering, like, why the hell haven't the Pats brought in Ezekiel Elliott or Dalvin Cook or someone back there? We got no running back depth. Giving these guys a full game to showcase what they've got, whether it's against starters with a 
a second offensive line, a third-rate offensive line against twos on the defensive line of the Texans. If these guys show that they are competent, powerful, and turnover-free, that may lessen their need for an Ezekiel Elliott. If these guys can't go anywhere, the ball's squirting around all over the field like it was covered in Crisco before the first snap, yeah, Zeke will be in the house probably by Saturday with a $5 million check in hand. And we know that they're looking for a running back. So it almost doesn't matter if they get hurt. And I don't mean to be disrespectful and, and insensitive there, but they're looking to replace you already, right? They, they've had their eye on Fournette, on Cook, mm -hmm. on Ezekiel Elliott. Like, mm -hmm. so if you get hurt, okay, you're A, you're not durable. B, you weren't doing as well. Like now we need to call Zeke. And, and as you said, offer him a little money and maybe up the ante a little bit. So yeah, I, I think if you're talking about what are the most interesting players on the field, the two running backs would be very high on that list because I think there's those guys span the spectrum. They could be mm -hmm. everything from legitimate rotational contributors. And I'm talking about both of them this year. You know, you could have Kevin Harris as the 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 Damian Harris backup, and then yep. you could have Pierre Strong evolving into a passing down back, or both could prove that they're not ready for the year two jump. They're not next in line in the, the running back mold of red shirt for a year and then contribute in year two. So who knows? So keep an eye on those guys. Point um, of interest. Uh, also, just a correction here. Uh, it's Stingley, not Singletary, the cornerback, uh, Derek Stingley. Who I was, was wondering who you were talking about, year. but I was trying to give yeah, you the bad. All right. Well, listen, I'm not, not above making a correction and own, owning the L on that one. Uh, when you, By the way, when you look at the – this is weird to say, but like you look at the starters for the Texans, I don't think we're going to see Stroud or Pierce – Woods. I think we might even. see Stroud. There was an indication early in the Ooh. week that we might see him. Well, that would be fun. I would, I would love, love to, see to see the debut and just get, even if it's just, you know, one series, six Let snaps. One or two. Hey, yeah. I saw the first pass crowd, you know, hey, CJ Stroud cool. throws a pro. Kind of cool. Um, yep. You probably he, won't see Mechie, or maybe you will see the preseason debut of John Mechie as well, which is one of the feel-good stories of the NFL this season. The uh, Tank Dell. Now, this will be fun for me because I – I'm dying to see him tomorrow night. Things you want to see on the other side of the ball. Uh, I wanted the Patriots to draft him so badly. Now, look, look, it seems like DeMario Douglas, Pop Douglas, may end up uh, breaking out as the slot receiver, the twitchy guy that can get it open in a phone booth or an Italian sports car that the Patriots need. Tank Dell was the one that I wanted, but they got Douglas in the sixth and Dell went in the third. So this may be kind of an interesting matchup between potential future AFC star slot receivers. Uh, Roster, Texans are turning the roster around. There's a couple of guys that'll be mm. fun to watch out there tomorrow night as well. Like, yeah. And uh, defensively for the Patriots, I think the most interesting guy, if he plays and he kind of, I don't know, he, he was wishy-washy when asked about it, was Marte Mapu, Mapu yes. still in the red shirt. Um, Could they let him play and then throw him back in the red shirt? Been after? Done. Oh, it's been okay. done. It's absolutely been done. Um, that would be a, a fun one, an interesting one. Uh, any of the young guys, like we mentioned Keon White earlier, like just seeing these guys in physical um, mm -hmm. positions, you know, like how do they measure up? Are they more a theory or are they more ready to kind of take the next step? Right. Um, there's not a ton like I'm not I don't I don't want to be like totally negative, but I'm not totally no. excited about this game. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be great. I, it's, and, it's a freaking Thursday in August where it'll be like 79 percent relative humidity. Patriots at Texans with minimal starters. Uh, I, as far right. as sex appeal goes, there's not there aren't many other games in the preseason that could have little. Now, when we get down to Pats at Titans, Vrabel, 
well, and the joint practices that the joint practices like I think the next couple weeks could be really interesting. This is sort of okay. We'll put the young guys out. This is you know at the end of regular training camp practices they call it opportunity practices where Mm -hmm. all the young players are the doing their thing, getting reps. It's fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. Malik Cunningham's at quarterback. All these. That's essentially all this is, and that is a portion of practice half people don't even pay attention to. It's like sort of a non-factor in your day, and that's Mm -hmm. what this preseason game is going to be. But, you know, they'll play it, we'll watch it, and we'll talk about it. And there we go. Uh, Quick question, just just for nostalgia's sake, do you sort of miss the way the preseason used to play out, as in, you know, the starters barely played, they got a little work in, we saw the new kids, second game, starters would maybe, like, play a quarter, and we're ramping it up, and then, of course famously Dress game rehearsal. three i'm i lo- used to love rehearsal games it was almost like watching a real football game for a half yeah no i do i liked knowing and like i do that it felt like there was a consistent build and trend to the preseason that you could kind of mm-hmm. live with and this is a little more disjointed with the three games now bill said you know like all the games yeah, we'll, we'll play the guys that have less experience, like all the games or something. Oh, like, oh, hey, Bill, excuse me, quick question. Hey, Bill, is football season usually when football players play football? Thanks, I'll yes. hang up and listen. Yes. Oh, the other thing, we didn't talk about it. We talked about it in the first portion in terms of training camp, but um, seeing the specialists out there, yeah. they oh, have yeah. to play. Like, you literally have to kick and punt and do those things. Um, so I'll be excited to see Bryce Beringer boom one over the high lighthouse, like higher than that. And they're like, oh my God, he cleared the lighthouse with that one, whatever. Just get him in a game. And I will say, this is a time to keep an eye on returners as well. Mm. Pop Douglas had a muff the other day. He has some ball security issues in that area. That's one of the downsides of his game. Um, But in the preseason, you're going to have guys flying around on special teams. Balls could be bouncing everywhere. And that's where guys have to make a name and try to zip up from player 73 to maybe player 59. And then hopefully by the end of the preseason, crack the roster and make the 53. I don't want to see Marcus Jones out there returning any any balls in the preseason. Because he does not need to be tackled by a heat-seeking missile. And I would not be surprised if not a lot of kicks are downed within the 25 to take it at the 25 rather Nah, we have a preseason returns only policy just to see if guys can make plays. I'll yeah. be looking forward to seeing that. Barringer, absolutely. Ryland, of course, everyone hopes Gonzo will be out there. Love to see some Keon White. I Mostly, my eyes are going to be focused on quarterback and the offensive line. If the offensive line, if guys like Mafi and Sal and uh, Reef and, you know, Chase oh, and Hines, so- Bill Murray. So, excuse me. Fine. No, no, no. It's it. It was sold to us as Sal, but it's it was City Sal. So, and apparently, no, it all started as a joke. Um, Phil Perry was telling me he, I believe, had a member of the college coaching staff talk to him. He was like, "Yeah, as a joke, we started calling him Sal, and then it caught on, and everybody called him Sal from then on, and it's really so." <laughs> okay. So, I believe City So. Yes, City So. Okay, we're looking forward to seeing him. If anyone named Sal is signed and plays tomorrow night, who yeah, knows? It could happen. You could it never you never you never know. That's where my eyes will be focused, even against, you know, a decent Texans defensive line, backups, schlubs, scrubs, jobbers, 89 and oh, 90 man. Disrespectful. Whoever. Hey, listen, it's a job. I'd be glad to get paid for all of that. That's what I'm going to have my eyes focused on. Let us know what you guys will be most focused on, whether you're in the stadium, watching from home, listening to the game and more. And don't forget, we will have a six rings in football things preseason game number one live react pod recorded right after Texans at Patriots. You're not going to want to miss it. Continuing 
with our nonstop post-practice and post-game coverage all preseason long. And that, of course, leads to the best preseason, the best post-game show in town, Six Rings in Football Things, making its debut after Eagles at Patriots Sunday, September 10th. And now, Andy, we give the people what they want. The moment that they have been waiting for all Six Rings in Football Things podcast long. That's right. It is the debut of the Six Rings in Football Things FanDuel Sportsbook Bet of the Week, brought to you, of course, by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. And I'm going to tell you, we cannot possibly make more of a moment than this. A moment where we could possibly start our season on a heater, get our first bet right, help the people make some money so they can go on a luxurious, cash-infused ride with us all podcast season long and hey listen if the patriots don't win a ton of games at least hey maybe you can make some money while you're watching the games as well so andy when you look at this right now the texans are a two and a half point favorite in this particular affair i actually have it at three and a half in my fan duel oh my god it's up to three and a half already geez i gotta refresh my app all right the texans are three and a half i got an over under of 38 and a half the texans have it down to 36 and a half Oh, see, you know what they, wow, God, they, you know what? They probably heard me getting ready to announce my bet. on the under. <laughs> All right. So as of now, as of a day before preseason, we got the Texans coming into Gillette, the disrespect, the shame, holy smokes, three and a half points. The Texans yeah. are favored over the new England Patriots. Can, and so it's a 36 this, and a half point under. Wow. This is, now, is an easy bet for me. Give me the visitors uh, yeah. and even preseason football is, is about quarterbacks. And I'm sorry, they have Davis mills and case Keenum, two yep. guys who have played quarterback in the national football league for a while who are, you know, some people think Davis mills and Mac Jones, same, same. So mm -hmm. I just think the quarterback play for the Houston Texans is going to be at a higher level, regardless of how much Stroud we see and how many plays he makes. Mm -hmm. So I'm literally picking this game on the fact that, the Patriots are going to put out there a guy in Malik Cunningham, I think, for maybe half the game, who hasn't really been a quarterback all summer, who doesn't throw the ball all that well out of the pocket. Now, this could burn me because he's also a great athlete. I could see him running down the field. Yep, Fans of the Danny Etling 85-yard boot may get could a happen. chance to see something even more special tomorrow night, which could not only, A, increase the Pats fan crushes preseason edition on Malik Cunningham. we got to sign this guy. Look at him in space. He's wicked fast. Uh, it also may crush our dreams when we see him throw three second half interceptions because yep. he's not ready for the position. But I agree that he's going to get a lot of time back there. Sadly, we do not have a fan duel bet on time spent under center for Malik Cunningham, but we do think he's going to play a lot of football. So Andy's bet of the week is the Texans giving three and a half yep. at Gillette Stadium, the debut of the lighthouse, the TV, the fancy new beer hall, and so much more. On the other side, now last year the Patriots did go one and two in the pretend season, they lost the first game to the Giants, 23-21. Then they beat the Carolina Panthers, 20-10. to And then they went to Vegas and stunk the joint out. But they left a note saying, just wait till we come back in December. We'll really finish the job then. That game was 23-6. to Thereby, the New England Patriots went under in two of three games last year in the pretend season. So, 36-and-a-half is your over-under. Over-under. For Texans at Patriots for the first preseason game 2023. Andy, give me the under of 36 and a half points. I do not think there's going to be a lot of scoring. I do not think there's going to be a lot of high flying, high leverage, high execution offensive play tomorrow night. 
going to be a lot of big hits. A lot of guys looking to make the roster from popping. Not exactly tons of passes from Zaley to from uh, Bailey Zappi to pop. So I'll take the under. So once again, for our six rings and football things, bet of the week, Andy Hart wants you to take the Texans, giving three and a half to your Patriots. How dare you, you son of a blank. Sorry. And I say take the under because rooting for points and people to score in preseason is like rooting for traffic to magically free up on a moment's notice. It doesn't happen. Patience, my Patriots people. Patience. And there, of course, are your bets of the week brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. And that wraps up the six rings and football things. Patriots preseason game number one preview podcast andy any final thoughts you care to share with the people just enjoy it it's football it's back i watched a little bit of the jets hall of fame game not going to say it was great oh and that's one more the refs that were on the field don't throw as many flags in this game as the refs at the hall of fame game because you ruined the game let us watch it's bad football it gets worse with flags so let us watch some bad football in peace and keep your damn yellow hanky in your pocket what he said, plus one, indeed. We didn't come to see you. Actually, we're not even really sure what we came, what we came to see. No, we'll I'm let you kidding. know afterwards for sure. All right. For producer Justin Turpin, Andy Jumbo Hart, your old pal Nick Fizzy Stevens, give him a follow at Jumbo Hart. Follow our beat reporter, Mike Cadlick, who's going to be giving you all the news, notes, and analysis in-game as well, plus his roster projection coming out on Friday. I'm at Fitzy GFY. We will talk to you after the game, and then, of course, this weekend and more on WEEI via six rings and football things for Terp for Mike for Jumbo. This is Fitzy. Thanks for listening. Everyone enjoy the preseason. Good day. God bless. Happy preseason. And let's go Pats.